right, welcome to Next Steps, the midweek podcast from Blackhawk Church, where we dig further into the message from Sunday, explore how to apply it to our lives, and offer a practice that will help us engage in prayer and grow in relationship with God. I'm Chris Kopp, one of the pastors here, and with me, sitting more than six feet away, is Tiffany Malloy. Yeah, hey everybody, thanks for joining us for the second week of the Next Steps podcast. Man, I hope that you enjoyed last week's conversation with Pastor Charles, and I am really looking forward to what's ahead today and who we get to introduce you to. So buckle up. It's going to be great. Yeah, in a moment, we're going to welcome in some very special guests, and they'll take us through a guided prayer time. Uh, But first, just a reminder to check out the message from Pastor Chris on Sunday about Jesus as the one who lights the darkness. You can find that message on this same podcast stream, so give that a listen. Yeah, and if you had a chance to worship with us on Sunday, you also heard the update that Adam Penning has joined our staff as the new lead pastor of Blackhawk Downtown. And so we are thrilled to have Adam and his wife Alicia here with us today. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Sure. Hey, well, some of you will remember Adam and Alicia from their time in Madison before they moved to New York City, um, where they have spent the last six years as directors with the Campus Ministry crew. And so before moving there, they were involved here at Blackhawk and helped with the launch of Fitchburg site. So um, we are glad to have them back. Um, And seriously, you guys, Adam and Alicia, their three kids, they moved into our neighborhood a few weeks ago, and it has been so fun getting to know their family. They are the real deal. And so it's going to be such a blessing to have them here at Blackhawk. Yeah. So kind of like we did last week with Charles, we have a fun question or two for you guys to help (laughs) us get to know you a bit more. Um, You guys didn't know ahead of time that we were going to do this. So we're putting you on the spot here a little bit, but I'm going to ask a few rapid fire questions and then you guys can respond. Uh, Maybe Adam, you go first. All right. You guys guys up for that? (laughs) Yep. All right, so here we go. Rapid fire. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee, for sure. All right. <laughs> Spring, summer, or fall? Fall. Oh, summer. Okay. Sweet or savory? Savory. Sweet. Hamilton or the Mandalorian? <laughs> the Hamalorian. <laughs> That's cheating, but I'll accept it. Oh, a very tough one. I will go with Hamilton. Okay. And then Iowa or Iowa State? Iowa State. State. Iowa State. <laughs> so I baited you guys into that one. Adam went to Iowa State and Alicia to Iowa. So it's kind of a contentious spot in their relationship, <laughs> even 15 years into to marriage that I've witnessed uh, firsthand. But there I you go. I thought it might have been a trick question and you wanted us to say Badgers. <laughs> well, there is that too. Rest assured, you guys, they are Wisconsin Badgers fans and, and have been for a while. So... Anyway, if it's not clear already, you guys are going to love the Pennings. Um, When I became a Christ follower my freshman year at the UW, Adam became my mentor, and we met weekly for the better part of four years. And actually, Alicia did the same thing with my wife, Amy, when she was a student. So they sometimes like to take credit for bringing us together. Uh, There's some credit due. (laughs) But whether or not that's true, um, our family is just so indebted to them and the influence that they've had in our lives, and they continue to be dear friends of ours. 
Uh, but here's the thing that you guys um, should know about Adam, and my wife would say the same thing about Alicia, is that I don't necessarily, necessarily remember the content of every lesson we went over in the time Adam and I had together while I was in school. Um, but man, I do know that I always left those times with him a little more in love with Jesus and like I could take on anything God called me to. So um, I know he'll have that impact, both of you guys, Adam and Alicia, on a ton of people in our church as well. So we're really glad to have you. Thanks, man. Yeah, we are. Well, on Sunday, uh, Pastor Chris, right, he talked about how as disciples of Jesus, we want to be people who are walking in the light, doing the kinds of things that Jesus would have us do, living the kinds of lives that he would have us live. And so to do that, I think it's helpful to be able to take a step back and to reflect on how God has been present in our lives and where there might be some areas that he's trying to shine a light on. So Adam, Alicia, can you guys tell us a little bit about the prayer space that you're gonna be leading us through and why it's been meaningful to you in your own lives? Yeah, so we're gonna be doing um, a spiritual practice that uses some uh, prompts that will help lead you through uh, and guide you through some personal prayer. Um, Christians have been practicing this particular kind of prayer for centuries. It's what Ignatius of Loyola called as a prayer of examine. The prayer of examine is really just a process to reflect on the events of the day and to detect God's presence in our lives and discern his direction for us. Yeah, and we do say practice uh, because it's something you do. I know sometimes that's a, a spiritual jargon, you know, mm -hmm. oh, are you practicing your faith? But really this is like practice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the first time you learn to do scales on a guitar or a piano or learn to dribble with your left hand, it feels awkward, but you have to practice it so you can really learn how to play. And uh, this is one of those things where I think as we start to do it, I think you're gonna, there's gonna be some things in your life spiritually that you're really gonna enjoy uh, participating in as you kind of get over some of that, or, 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 you know, original kind of awkwardness that can kind of happen when you practice. Um, but I think this is good to have a practice that engages us thinking about ourselves and the world around us. Uh, because frankly, I mean, man, we are not very good at really understanding what's going on inside of us. We spend a lot of time thinking about the world around us, right? You, we get into our news feeds and um, news apps and we get real passionate about that kind of stuff, but we don't often think about what's actually happening inside of us. Mm. Um, that's made stronger, I think, because we, we, just, we live in a very secular world. Now, uh, probably you're listening to this and you go to Black Hawk Church right? Maybe not. Uh, maybe you're a spiritual kind of person. But even if that's you, uh, the way most Westerners, most Americans kind of move through the world is with a, uh, a secular mindset. So we sort of have like tunnel vision, right? Where we're kind of looking forward and we tend to only see, uh, Charles Taylor says, he's this smart guy. <laughs> he says, we see the world through kind of a closed frame, through kind of this tunnel vision. And we can only see what's physical and material. And we can't even imagine that God would be at work in the world. And he is actually at work in the world around us. Mm -hmm. But be, because we're trained to think that way, we don't really even mm -hmm. see God at work. Mm -hmm. And then there's another guy, uh, another thinker, Alan Noble, who says, it's not just that we live, most even Christians live with this secular frame, but we also are living in a secular distracted age. Man, we can't, it's hard to sit 
at a stoplight without thinking about looking at your phone, right? Or carrying the groceries in. So that little red dot on her phone, it's like screams at us, you know, to mm -hmm. check it. And so we're, we're never really alone with our thoughts long enough to figure out what is going on inside of us. Mm. And I actually think it's, um, there's a lot going on inside of us right now. You know, most yeah. of us, our world is full of a lot of angst, uh, frustration, anger, man, it's like, you know, there are things that pop up, either on our no news feeds that get our blood going or happening in our world. We feel maybe discouraged or frustrated, bored. Um, with COVID, you know, there's tension all around us. And thank goodness we have Netflix. <laughs> you know, and thank goodness it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's an election year because we got all sorts of stuff to think about besides what's going on inside of us. What would we do without Tiger King, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and football's coming back. So uh, I just think that's this secular distracted age that we live in. And, you know, but those feelings of some boredom or angst and frustration I think those are actually valid parts of our human experience um, that we need to enter into. Today, I don't know about you guys, but in the world we move in and sometimes with schools, mindfulness is this big yeah. deal because our anxiety is through the roof. And even in the school system, you know, people who don't believe in God are like, hey, we just got to be mindful so we can deal with the stress. And scientifically, there's some evidence of that. But what we're going to be doing today isn't just mindfulness. You know, um, Christians for hundreds of years, long before mindfulness was popular or before Eastern religion sort of thought entered into some of our, our, our framework, Christians have been taking time to slow down and reflect on what's going on inside them and what's going on around the world because it's actually in that real human experience of all those emotions we want to avoid that I think God wants to do something in that space. So we live in a world that's broken. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It's sort of like perfection has shattered and we all sort of walk through the world and no one can walk through a day without getting cut mm. in, the, in that brokenness. Mm. But we also don't live in a world where we're lost and alone in that. Like we, there, we have a real and a living God who is every day at work in the world that's around us. Mm. So if we pay attention, we might feel some of that brokenness. And that's actually a good thing, mm -hmm. I think, because... The scripture says like, that God is near to the brokenhearted. So when we don't pay attention to how we're experiencing the cuts and the bruises in this world mm -hmm. in our own life, we actually are also not getting to experience the goodness of a living God who wants to meet us in our real mm -hmm. and our lived experience. So the prayer of examine is really just a process of becoming more aware of what God is doing in our world. Yeah. For some of us, the prayer of examine will be kind of a simple noticing of God's hand and a way to maintain intimacy with him day by day. And then for others of us who are maybe experiencing more difficulty, the prayer of examine may open up some deeper things. Um, right now, I personally am in that latter category. Uh, this kind of prayer has become especially meaningful and actually especially hard for me in these last few months. Um, we moved to Madison last month, but we actually left our home in New York City back in March, mm -hmm. shortly after the city shut down. And that meant we were displaced um, for several months. And there was quite a bit of pain in leaving our home and not knowing when we would go back. 
We also had a lot of friends who were very sick and other friends who had lost people to COVID. And so I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, loneliness, and some deep sadness. Um, and I was also uh, really hesitant to sit with any of that pain and open myself up to God's hand in it. There was a, a moment um, shortly after we left New York when I, I kind of recognized this. Um, we were staying at my parents' home, and their home's on a, a lake in Northwest Iowa, and the lake was still ice-covered for several weeks after we arrived. And I remember um, one morning sitting, trying to spend time with God, staring at the lake and realizing, oh, I am just like that lake. Like there is a surface that seems placid, and I am doing my best to be placid and hold it together for my family. But beneath that surface, there are some kind of terrifying depths. <laughs> and I can remember um, feeling God's invitation to bring him into some of the pain that I was experiencing. And I just thought, oh boy, if I stop skating on the surface and enter those depths, I might drown. <laughs> and... Um, it's saying it out loud, it's, it's maybe a little dramatic, but I think I was really just grappling with the reality that before there would be comfort from God's presence, there would have to be some pain. And, and this is what examine is supposed to do. So whatever we're experiencing in life, whatever joy we're experiencing, whatever difficulty we're facing, whatever sin we're struggling against— and whatever pain we're walking through, the prayer of examine is, is meant to open up all of those things to God and to allow his presence and his light to permeate them. Mm, that's so good, Alicia. Thanks for, for sharing that. I think I can sympathize, especially as all of this stuff has started over the last six months. Like I'm not one that's necessarily prone to anxiety, but I think what I, like I had what probably could just be described as an anxiety attack mm. in those first couple of weeks, weeks especially, mm. I realized at some point that I hadn't taken a deep breath in like yeah. two weeks and I just needed to slow down and that, yes, things were chaotic in our world, but I ne needed to take some deep breaths. And it was actually through this practice, through this prayer of examine, that I just needed to open myself up to God and let him kind of search me and know me, yeah. but also identify the ways that he is good and at work mm. in, in my life and present. So mm. um, I love that we're doing this. Yeah. Um, well, you guys, let's jump into it. If you're listening, we hope you can carve out the next 15 or 20 minutes to press into this prayer time. Uh, so pause this and come back to it if you need to. Um, otherwise, maybe go for a walk or find a quiet corner of your house. Uh, but let's hand it over to Adam and Alicia. Yeah, so as we begin, I just want to encourage you uh, to get comfortable, right? To, if there's distractions you can turn off, maybe you can't. So maybe you can just try to turn them off in your head. <laughs> I know you're, you're listening to a podcast, but maybe you need to put your uh, phone on Do Not Disturb or something like that. So you just get a little bit of space to become self-aware and a little more connected to God. And as you do that and you hunker down, you do what Chris said, just take a deep breath. You know, sort of uh, become aware of the fact that you <laughs> are alive and you, you, where, no matter where you're coming from in this moment, you, you're wanting to enter into God's presence. And really the, the beauty of our faith is that God is always more willing to meet with us than we are to Him. He's always more present. His attention is more focused on us than we ever can be on His. So as you breathe deep, 
let that fact that God is here with you. As you breathe, maybe just in your heart, your mind, you can just whisper, I'm here. God, I'm here in the midst of all that's going on. I just want to slow down and be present to you in the next few minutes. As we become aware of God's presence, listen to the words of Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God is present with you as you listen to this. And he's been present with you this past week, this past month, and since the day you were born. So take a moment just to thank God for his presence with you right now and ask him to help make you more aware of his presence in this moment. Now, throughout the scripture, where the authors, when they speak God's presence, it usually means good. That where God's presence is, his goodness is. And it's good for his people to be there. So right now, as you hopefully have sort of focused your heart and your mind on his presence, you, you just take a minute to thank him. Thank him that he's with you, that he's for you. Thank him that even if you wander or your mind wanders from him, he's gracious towards you. He's abounding in love, he's slow to anger, and he is right there as you bring your attention back on him. Maybe there's something else that you has come come to your mind and you want to take a moment to just thank him. Maybe there's something in your life that is causing joy or peace or even in the disruption. Maybe there's something that is still good. It's been said that uh, we need moments of beauty to help us navigate and walk through sometimes the hours and the weeks of ugliness in the world. And this is just a moment of beauty say thank you to God for what is good in life and also just that he himself is good. So whether it's big or it's small, just take a moment and thank him.
And now we come to the part where we're going to review the events of the last 24 hours. Or if you want, you can even think about the last week or maybe even the last six months. If it's been a while since you've done this. And as you do this, try not to let those feelings morph into shame for yourself or blame towards others. Rather, just let them be what they are. Clues to our inner world and invitations to self-discovery and God's work. So I want to encourage you to pray through the feelings that surface for you. As you look back, maybe some strong feelings arise. Maybe you're thinking about something that was painful or moments that were filled with joy, things that brought peace, sadness or anxiety. Maybe there's confusion, hope, compassion, regret, anger or jealousy. Maybe there's self-doubt or boredom. Maybe there's excitement. Think for a minute and ask yourself, is there anything that's surprising? Is there anything that's frustrating? Did something happen? Did you say something or do something that you now regret? On the other hand, what's brought peace and contentment? And what's brought fear or anxiety? And remember, feelings aren't necessarily right or wrong, but more often are clues as to what's going on inside of us. So try to approach them with curiosity and ask yourself, what is God trying to communicate to you in those feelings? And take a moment to to process that with God. In the next part of this prayer of examine, we want to rejoice and also ask for forgiveness. So in the midst of all the feelings and events that you just processed, how was God present to you? How has He sustained you? What can you celebrate in this season? So I wanna invite you just to take a minute to praise Him for how He's provided for you and how He's carried you through. And at the same time, there likely are things that you feel convicted by. We serve a loving God, we also serve a holy God. So as you sit with Him, 
and process through this season with God. You may think of things that you feel convicted by, sin that you need to talk with Him about. So I wanna invite you to bring that to Him as well and ask for His forgiveness, knowing that when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive. Finally, let's look ahead. So take just a moment before you jump into the rest of your day. I may have said that and right away you are thinking about the rest of your day and anxiety or thinking about emails to check and all sorts of stuff, but put a pause on it. I want you to think about what you want to do in the rest of your day, but I want you to think about who do you want to be? How would God have you walk through the remainder of your day? And then ask for his guidance, for his strength and his direction for the day or the hour or the week or the season ahead. As you think about the last few minutes as we've sat here being attentive to God and attentive to ourselves, I want you to ask yourself, is there anything that God is asking you to do What is God inviting you into in the next season, coming out of this time of prayer and reflection? We're not alone in this. It's not just about experiencing conviction and wanting to repent and then moving forward in our own strength, but really, God is present with you through the presence of his Holy Spirit inside of you. And your time with him ought to be directional. He wants to move you down the road on the journey to becoming more like yourself, but ultimately more like his son, Jesus. And so as you think about relationships you're gonna step into, tasks you have ahead of you, looming threats and problems, take a moment even just to ask, God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to be as I move forward into that? And then ask for the Spirit of God who lives in you to grow you and to empower you. This is a directional process that leads us to future growth and more to the likeness of Jesus. So take a moment and sit with that. Hopefully, in the last few minutes, you've had a chance to experience a little bit of this practice of becoming more aware of yourself 
and of the true and living God who is at work in you and around you in the world, who wants to move you out of where you are and bring you to the place he would have you to be. And as we thank him for that, I'm gonna close with some prayer. It's a prayer from the book of Ephesians in chapter three. I just wanna pray this over you as you sit before you get up and move through the rest of your day. I wanna pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Adam and Alicia, for um, joining us this morning, for sharing this practice with us, for leading us in this practice. Um, I know it's going to be helpful. And I was thinking that uh, we can probably provide a downloadable PDF for those of you who want to continue this practice in your daily lives. Um, We can make that available on our website. So thank you so much for listening today. And I just want to encourage you to join us online um, next Sunday as Pastor Matt talks about Jesus as the bread of life. And then we will see you back here next week to take the next step with what we heard on Sunday. Uh, So love you guys. Have a great week and God bless.